welcome back. It's Thursday today, and uh, today I didn't really know what to talk about when I woke up, so you know, I did my regular morning routine, ate breakfast, got it over here. My dad bought some, some soy milk recently, so I had a little bit of that. It's not bad. It's not bad. I don't really like the sweetened stuff. I like it unsweetened, but Costco didn't have unsweetened, apparently, so make do with what you got. But yeah, I didn't really know what to talk about. And so I had to go about my day thinking, and then it hit me. Then it hit me. I'm going to work today. And that reminded me about this whole working for money thing and income. Then I watched a couple of YouTube videos, and both of them were talking about taxes and income taxes. And what really sparked my mind was this podcast Bill Burr did, in case you don't know who he is, he's a comedian, about uh, the 70% marginal income tax rate that Americans are debating about. So that really got me thinking about where I really stand on taxes. Some of my friends, they know me, they call me a socialist, they call me a communist, they think I'm for taxing everything 100%. But you know, I'm not really sure what to call myself. I guess communist might be the closest thing, but at the same time, everything I do is capitalistic, right? Like I'm starting a business. Isn't that the most capitalist thing you can do? Yeah, I'm an investor. I, I speculate on certain things. I, I, I tra I've done trading. I still do a little bit, I, I suppose. I buy stocks, I buy cryptocurrencies, I trade those. Capital gains, is that not the whole meaning of capitalism? So, I guess maybe I'll kind of devote this to my friends and family so that maybe you guys can get a better idea of what I am and what I stand for. So here goes my little rant completely off the cuff no script I'm just gonna let it flow so 70% tax rate what do I think of that honestly if we lived in a perfect world where the government was this benevolent wise ruler I wouldn't mind giving 100% of my money to them because they would by definition be better with it than I am. They'd be smarter, more efficient, more benevolent, right? And, and then in that world, everybody would be giving them 100% of the tax or 100% of their income as a 100% tax rate. And the government would spend it better than anybody else could. And the world would be paradise and it would be utopia. But in reality, we all know it's not like that. So then, what do we do? What do we do? Well, I mean, I've got some ideas. Certain things people don't talk about very often, so maybe I sound crazy to some of my friends at times. It's probably why they call me a communist. But I think the world can work without money, without any sort of concept of money. 
that would be very, very hard to imagine for some because we're so ingrained in this world of of money. You know, we, we, we trade our time for it. That's what we do when we work as an employee. Every hour equals a certain number of dollars or euros or yen or whatever, wherever you're from. Here in Canada, we've got Canadian dollars. There's US dollars, gold standard for the world, but nobody can imagine a world without money. Well, sure, some people can. I can. Some of my friends can. But it's hard. It's hard to do that when, when we've literally been raised our whole lives thinking, working for money. And so then, what about governments? What do they do? Well, you know, I talk about central authority centralization how that centralization of power doesn't work because it's so easy to corrupt all you need to do is corrupt one thing and then the whole system falls apart and of course why wouldn't it if you have infinite power what would you do what would you do most people are selfish in fact some philosophers might argue we're all selfish. All of life is a selfish endeavor. The only time it suits you to help someone else is when it gives you a greater reward than just simply taking for yourself. So there's like a selfish argument for being generous or benevolent. I'm not sure if I believe that entirely anymore. I used to. I used to think everything was about selfishness. I'm not so sure that's true anymore. But that's besides the point. Back to money and taxation. So, in our system, it's imperfect. We can't give all of our money to a central authority. Because that central authority is going to operate in selfish means. And maybe skim a little off the top. But if we act in the complete opposite way, where we don't give any of the money to it, what do we do? We're, we're imperfect actors. Us, us citizens. What are we going to do with it? We're not perfect with money either. So maybe something between? I guess that's what we have right now. What's the marginal tax rate here in Canada? I think for me it's close to zero because I, I don't make much. For some it's maybe 30-40%. Kind of in between. But yet I can still imagine a world where the currency we trade in is not one of money. It's one of Caring, it's one of love. Imagine if love was the currency. Wouldn't everything be better? If we could all just get along, help each other out, not have to worry. If someone's sick, you help them. If someone can't work, you help them. You don't tell them, ah, well, you don't work. You don't deserve my paycheck. You can imagine a world where we share. Call me communist for that. 
I guess this is the closest thing that humanity's ever invented that comes close to this currency of love. This, this sharing. I mean, I guess by some definitions, like that literally is communism. So long as we live in a capitalist society, I guess that's what I'll have to work with. So then don't call me a communist if my actions are capitalistic. I mean, I, I guess they can be philanthropistic, but even then, I, I, wish, I wish it didn't have to be this way. Where we compete instead of cooperate. Where we take instead of give. Everybody just wants to take and take. Take all of their paycheck home. The government wants to take all of their paycheck from them. We've got all these corporations that just want to take and take and make as much profit as possible and gouge their employees and gouge their contractors and gouge their suppliers and exploit everyone for profit. Because it's all just this weird game of who can have the biggest number in their bank account. Why? Does this actually give anyone anything? That's why. To me, success is internal. I, what do I need all this stuff for? I don't need 20 bikes. I don't need 10 sports cars. I don't need 10 mansions. I don't care about that. Hell, I'd be happy with like... Uh, single room like this if this is all I had just one room and then the rest of a small little apartment I shared with roommates I'd be perfectly happy with that it's essentially what I do here you know my family they're my roommates essentially we have a shared kitchen space shared bathrooms but then we're expected to move out and get our own stuff it's all about owning stuff, you know. Property rights. What are those about? I, I can understand some of the reasoning behind it. If everybody has this right to property, again, in the perfect world, yeah, it all works out. Everybody has their own little bit of property, and they're happy, and it satisfies their basic human needs. Everybody works their own little bit of land and with their skills provide a service or make goods and then we trade them isn't that what the economy is all about right there's property rights and owning a little bit but what if we rethought that what if instead of owning something we decided to share everything no need for trade. Like I said, in the perfect world, trade works because it's, it's this mutually beneficial exchange. It's not zero sum. It's positive sum. If I'm really good at making chairs, I can make 100 chairs an hour. But if I need a computer, I'll never build a computer on my own. But maybe you're good at building computers. You can make 100 computers an hour. So I give you one chair and you give me one computer. And then I've got 99 other chairs to trade with other people. I need food. I want some strawberries. So someone else gives me a strawberry, I give them a chair. Now I've got 98 chairs left. 
and we trade and we trade and we trade and we all specialize in the certain thing we're good at and we all get a little bit of everything. But in reality, I've noticed that this kind of trade doesn't necessarily work because certain people get left behind. Some people, for whatever reason, maybe never find that specialty that they're super good at or they get stuck working for someone else and, and doing the majority of their work for somebody else. That's what being employed is essentially, right? You use all your time and maybe 10% of your value that you generate, you get to keep. The rest of it goes to your employer because boy, that was a huge risk he took or she took to employ you. Bit off topic here, but back to this trade thing. And then what I notice is that there's these like runaway reactions where suddenly the riches kind of get centralized in, in I mean, it's happened under socialism and communism, forceful centralization, the government seized all means of production. That's not what communism is about. Communism, there shouldn't be a government. It's run by the people, but how do you start it? You forcefully seize everything. You forcefully centralize everything. And then the ruler isn't benevolent or infinitely wise. They fuck it all up. Under capitalism, same thing. Under free trade, same thing. Eventually, you get like these super dominant forces where for them to kind of grow a bit, cost them less. How, how can I explain this? So everyone can understand. There's like a crossover point. So the cost of acquiring a new customer, let's say, or a new trade partner, is kind of linear. It's a straight line. The cost goes up. If you need 10 people to trade with, you need 10 objects to give out. 100 people to trade with, 100 objects to give out. Right? It grows linearly to acquire new trade partners, new assets. But the value, the value each of these new trade partners gives you isn't linear, it's exponential. So at some point, you kind of run away from all of your competition. Look it up, it's called network effects, where essentially your, your, your network outpaces the cost of growing your network so the benefit you receive for each edition outpaces the cost of each new edition. So at some point, nobody can compete with you. Competition becomes irrelevant because you're on this super runaway reaction where you just you shoot off into infinity. And this is what happens under capitalism too. That's why you see all of these corporations becoming these giant monopolies because at some point, nobody can compete with them. So that doesn't work either. Well, what the hell does work then? Socialism hasn't worked. Communism hasn't worked. Capitalism kind of works, but really doesn't work. I think the real change is going to happen 
in here. Once people realize there's there's more to success than just what's out there in the world. It's internal. Right? I speak about the currency of love. If everybody traded in that, if everybody participated, if everybody helped each other, if we all shared things instead of trying to own things, instead of exploiting, we tried to be sustainable. We'd see a much different world. So at the end of the day, am I going to pay my taxes? Yeah. Kind of have to. Do I want to pay them? No. Definitely not. Is it for the reasons that most people might think? No. It's not because I'm greedy. It's because I don't want to live under this kind of system where my money gets taken by some other entity who may or may not spend it better than I can. If I don't know if they're going to spend it better than me, why should I give it to them? They spent it better than me, yeah, for sure. Like I said, in a perfect world, we'd have an infinitely wise government, infinitely wise ruler, and they'd know how to spend the money better than me or anybody else could. So I'd give it all to them, because they would know better, but, but they don't, but they don't. But they don't. Maybe one day we'll have a world where we trade in love instead of money. Here's one last question for you. Does it, and if it does, why does it make you happy to have more than somebody else?